0: Welcome to a friendly discussion about Black women's struggle, journey, and triumph as we overcome our history. You may celebrate every victory. Here with me, your host, Becca, on the Black Girls Unite podcast, where you can listen even while doing laundry. Welcome to Black Girls Unite on self-love, confidence, affirmations, and self-worth episode four today's episode i am going to get a bit more deep with you all and vulnerable on my personal journey with self-love losing and gaining confidence beginning my self-affirmations and really believing in my self-worth the biggest thing though like that i've learned when it comes to self-love is that we have to love ourselves first before loving anyone else and it doesn't matter who it is whether that's your spouse your friend your parent or your child like you have to love yourself first because we will run out of fuel and be empty because we will then be pouring out of an empty tank if we don't have the origination of where that love is coming from and that root is within us when we have self-love When we hang around our friends or loved ones and they do something that triggers or annoys us, it may not even have to do with that person or the environment, but everything to do with ourselves and the place that we're in with our self-love journey. We have to love ourselves during the harder times, the better times, while you're sick, while you're healthy. We have to love ourselves during all the phases and cycles in our lives. Even if we feel undetermined, undecided to begin something, to start a career, we still have to love ourselves even when we're on top in our careers. And self-care that I spoke about in my last episode is... All about actions the self-care you do is all about things you do for yourself but self-love is the commitment that you have for yourself and it's always ongoing and y'all should know by now or you will know soon that i always look up the definitions and i'm going to share it with you all the favorite definitions that i found about self-love is from the merriam-webster dictionary that says Self-love is an appreciation of one's own worth or virtue. Self-love begins when we observe our actions and words with compassion as if we were our own best friend. And that's from Sarah M. Bosworth. And then the second definition is from the same dictionary is often we are reluctant to promote self-love mostly because we confuse it with selfishness. Since we are humans, we out to have a healthy love for ourselves. It is from this fount that love flows out to others, and that's from Mason Olds. And then the third definition I found is proper regard for and attention to one's own happiness or well-being, and that author is unknown. But for me, reading those definitions, it's like when we genuinely, genuinely love our best friends, significant others, family members, or whoever, you know, you speak to them with compassion, care, grace, kindness, gentleness. But I feel like we speak the most harshly to ourselves. And I'm reflecting like, why is that? Like, why are we our biggest critics And sometimes it's not like the best intent, like, okay, I did that wrong. Let me take accountability and better myself. Sometimes I feel like we are genuinely like so hard on ourselves. And like, it's so hard to the point where it becomes like self-self toxicity. But the thing with self-love is it's internal. It's looking in the mirror, figuratively, reflecting on who you are from your behavior, your attitude, personality, beliefs, values, just Everything that is a part of you, like who you are at your core root inside, it's an internal thing. Like I know externally, if our fingernails are too long, we may grab a nail clipper and clip them. You know, that's a part of self-care, but self-love isn't always the external ways that we look in our physical appearance, that a lot of it is inside. Someone may love their self's affinity and beyond, and they didn't clip their nails because they love it and they love who they are and they love that about themselves. But it's learning like, why do we react negatively when people give us positive feedback, when people do show us love? I feel like we're rejecting the positivity because we don't have a positive outlook on ourselves. If someone tells you that you're a good writer, you're a good host, you're a good decorator, but you don't even really receive that feedback you're like oh thanks but like inside you're like oh my gosh like i need to fix that like i didn't do this well i'm a perfectionist so it could have been better but it's like sometimes like take that compliment girl like it is okay to really say thank you and be appreciative of the compliments but also on the other hand if someone gives you a negative feedback on something that you need to work on Or if someone is being just plain old rude to you. And that may affect someone's self-esteem. But it's also accepting that people have their own opinions. And that opinion that they have on you does not impact your view on yourself. It's knowing that, hey, we did our best. We're good enough. And we are the stuff. Okay? We are the boss ladies. We are the queens. We did it. And it doesn't matter what anyone else has to say about it. And whatever they think, oh, well, I think I did great. Because everyone's 100% looks different. So how you show up may be different than how I show up. But at the end of the day, if you did your best and I did my best, that's all that matters. And I feel like the first day we finally made 100% love ourselves, it doesn't stop on that first day. Like once you get to a point where you're like, oh, my gosh, I love who I am the journey continues. My journey with self-love has been up and down. I definitely hit one of my lowest points with self-love and late 2019 and early 2020, I was really out of self-love. I realized also that I was expecting love from everyone who was around me. When I didn't receive the validation or the accolades or applause, or the pat on the back, just things that I was yearning for, or if it was inconsistent, I I myself was depleting my own self-love because I wasn't looking for it within. I was looking for it externally within everybody else. But then I realized even the love, when people were giving that to me and I was receiving it, it still wasn't fulfilling me at all. It's like I was just on a bike I'm riding and riding for miles with literally no destination but then I figured out on my route my destination isn't something that I can search and go find. I'm already at my destination like my destination is within me. I'm the destination my heart my mind like I gotta find it within myself but I didn't know at the time late 2019 early 2020 because I was lost like self-love what was that like I didn't really know what self-love was until I didn't have it and then I'm like yo something's really wrong with me like why am I not caring about myself the way I used to right I understand my wants and needs but yet I neglected them I barely cared for my own being I was doing things that kept damaging me emotionally, and I felt very numb, and I've never felt that numb in my entire life till that point. I got to a point where I didn't have self-love, so I didn't have any love to give, so I was being completely rude to people, I was completely not caring about other people's feelings, I was not worried about whatever anybody else had going on, when... I might have been a part of it. I was on some effort vibe. Like, I was on some careless vibe. I didn't care. And it got to a point where I was just spiraling, like, deeper and deeper into this hole of being numb. So, when people were caring or trying to care, it's like I didn't care. And it's like, if I don't love myself, though, like, how am I going to love anybody else? Because the math... Wouldn't matter, but I couldn't pour out of an empty cup. Like that's just literally not possible. But the question is, how do we fill up our cup again? Well, for me, I really was raised to please everybody else around me, all these family, friends, even my own parents, and I just felt like, you know what? I don't need to please anybody else. Like I need to please myself first, and if other people aren't pleased, it doesn't matter because y'all know you can't please everyone, and you might not be able to please anyone at all. And you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. Even if you go 100%, somebody may still have something to say. But as long as I'm happy about what I did, that's all that matters. As long as I love myself, that's all that matters. I think for me, it really hit me home in early 2020 because I was a senior in high school, and not only was I a senior in high school, but I had half days. So I didn't stay all day. Like, I was leaving school at 11 a.m. or at noon, and So I had a lot of time where I was going home and I was thinking to myself. So that also was right before the pandemic began. Even before the quarantine, I was already like trying to find myself, but it really did hit deep once quarantine hit. It was like, okay, now I'm not even going to school at all. Like there's no half days. There's no days. I'm literally home every day, all day. So I had no other choice but to sit and just think to myself and (laughs) literally All my thoughts were just running and I'm just figuring out all these things. What I want to do with my life? Where do I see myself in the future? And right now, how am I going to pour my self-love back into me? You're not focused on getting the love from other people and pleasing other people, making them happy. You're only focused on yourself. So that was a big shift I had to do. And also, I had a conversation with an associate one day. And this was also in early 2020. We were talking about relationships though. So like how people get into relationships for the quote unquote potential thinking that they can fix or change their partner so it is giving lack of self-worth and self-love because you think you only deserve a fixer upper house and not your dream house you deserve somebody that does have it all together that you don't have to sit there and baby them right but if that person doesn't want to change then you literally won't be able to fix it you can't force it i was like wow i can't fix anybody else and then i'm looking at myself like wait a minute, this conversation was for relationships between, between two people, but like, I have a relationship with myself as well. Only I can fix myself. People do get in relationships to fix their their loved ones or whatever. I realized too that I was looking at the outside for love to fix me. I gotta fix myself. <laughs> like, how am I treating myself? I was treating myself really bad. At the time, I was the fixer upper house. And I I could not anymore sit there and try to wait or find someone that was going to build myself or fix my fixer upper house. No, I had to do that personally and I had to become my dream house. I had to find my self-love and I was tired also of being a Debbie Downer on myself, placing the blame on other people. Although, of course, traumatic things happen and you heal from those things. But that's also part of the self-love journey is also healing it is important to heal from traumatic things it is important to forgive and you don't have to necessarily tell anybody whoever did you wrong that you forgive them but even forgiving within it literally lets go of this leash that is connecting you from the person that did you wrong (laughs) i was trying my best to show up in ways but at the same time it wasn't my best though because i didn't love myself But I'm like, I can't keep sitting on this pile of crap of things that I have gone through. Although they are traumatic, but it was only deterring me. And I needed to lift my head up, put on my crown. I needed to change myself. And that's something that nobody else can do. No matter how much they know me or for how long they know me, only I can change myself. And that's a personal choice. I had to heal from things that I did or put myself in situations that did end up hurting me and it was like I chose those things or I did those things to myself because it's one thing to heal from heartbreak or betrayal you experience from other people but it's another healing when you have to heal from your own mistakes that you did to yourself and I look back at myself during 2020 and I was like girl you're so lucky that nothing happened to you because I was placing myself in dangerous places and spots and with people that I had no business being around I had to say girl I'm sorry to myself for not taking care of myself like I should have and for doing those things to myself and that is okay to apologize to yourself there ain't nothing wrong with that and sometimes it's healing from our own decisions and I think that was a big part of me loving myself because we're We're not perfect, we're all human, and we all make mistakes, so it's important to know like hey, I made mistakes that had caused me to get to the point that I was at. I can't just blame everybody else for them betraying me or letting me go. I have to blame myself too, like in a sense where I don't want to say like blame, but I have to like acknowledge what I did and take accountability for my own self, and I think that really helped me because I forgave myself and it it let go and unleashed also the knots that I had within it literally break, broke them all free now let's talk about confidence and I have lost and gained and lost and gained my confidence so much throughout all my life um, my confidence as a child was so high I was the social butterfly I talked to people young elderly babies people my age like I had no issues of walking into a room it could be strangers and i'm going to speak to everybody i was so confident i was doing talent shows and i never even felt nervous getting on the stage i was just born an extrovert the end of my fifth grade year a lot of things happened so once i was going into middle school that confidence that i had completely left the window but let me tell you why so when i got to fifth grade um i had this group of close friends and we were all tight right and one day um you know okay so this was 2013 this is when iPods became very popular and everybody was getting them and I was in fifth grade all my friends was them. You know, it's fun. So I remember I asked my dad, can I get an iPod? And he was like, yeah, for sure. Let me get some things finalized. And then, you know, my next check, I'm going to give you an iPod. I was in no way, shape, or form, like, spoiled like that. I was not a spoiled brat. But, you know, things was a little rougher growing up. So I had to wait while all my friends already had iPods. I remember I'm, like, so excited because I know I'm going to get an iPod. Like, I know my dad is not going to, like, back on his word. My dad is a man of his word. So I go and tell my friends. I'm like, "Y'all, I'm in an iPod. Like, I'm so excited." And they're like, "Yay, we get to play like Temple Run and Subway Surfers together." They were so ecstatic with me. Days go by. I still don't have my iPod, which I was patiently waiting for. I didn't have no problem because I know I'm getting it. And then they automatically just stopped talking to me. And they're like, "She don't got an iPad. I mean, an iPod. She was lying, and she's not get one." And then I'm like what and y'all they literally completely stopped like stopped talking to me it was really crazy and I was like for an iPod are you kidding me like I am literally what was I nine, ten years old no I think I was ten, nine or 10 and I can't control what I have but I was so heartbroken at that time like it really made me so sad to see how materialistic they were being I was still grateful for just having an mp3 player because i had an mp3 player at that time which major throwback also but i remember when i got my mp3 player and i was walking to the bus stop and i had my headphones in and i was listening to music i was probably listening to like Aaliyah or alicia keys or boys to men and one of the girls came up to me and she was like you're listening to music and i'm like yeah and they were like looking at me some type of way. And it was so weird. It was like they were kind of mad that I had some type of device. But then when we got on the bus, that same girl came to me to come talk to me. And she was like, is it an iPod? And I'm like, no, it's an MP3 player. And then she just walked off and they were all like laughing. And they were all like, okay, no, we're still not talking to her because it's not an iPod. Y'all, this is like, this was so traumatic. But I'm so healed from this. I'm just sharing y'all a little story about how that did tear me down a little bit. Maybe a couple days after that guess what my dad's like let's go to the store that you know where this ipod is and let's get it and guess what we go and we buy an ipod and a bike case for it and y'all i still have this ipod to this day if anyone knows how to get a charger i think it was ipod 4 if i'm not mistaken so i end up getting this ipod and then they end up slowly starting talking to me because i have an iPod. And y'all, that like threw me in a loop because I felt like I was only valuable for having a device and not a device that I have any control of having or not having. I can't buy it. I literally could not work at that age. Like, hello. It made me confuse like my value. So that would happen in fifth grade. And then those girls, we ended up not talking. We went to the same middle school because when I got to middle school, we were not friends or anything. And so... I had to learn my confidence. I literally lost my confidence because of that, because of those friends. And, you know, obviously as a child, I was not really taught like, okay, I don't need to find my confidence in having friends or them boosting me up or gassing me up. I can find that confidence within myself. Middle school is a whole different school, whole different territory. Now I have to approach people and introduce myself and actually try to gain some friends. So my confidence was still shattered though. Um, and I did meet a lot of great people that I cherished for sure during that era was really sweet and really nice. And then when I got to seventh grade, I started playing basketball. So that also was another boost because now I'm confident in the game, um, in shape, and I'm playing obviously in front of the schools for our basketball games. So it was really fun. Um, and I continued playing in eighth grade. My confidence just kept growing and growing and rising and then once I got to high school freshman year first day of class like I was so confident who I was I was like I am going to make sure I do not seem like this freshman little girl who's coming in here and not knowing nothing I'm gonna make sure that everybody knows that I look like um like a sophomore junior even if you you're not 100 percent confident in who you are i feel like if you just try to present like you have this confident aura by the way you walk by the way you present yourself the way you talk i feel like then it becomes a routine of like okay i'm going to be confident by the time i reached a senior i was pretty confident but like i said that's when i also um stopped loving myself like i should have during the pandemic in 2020 like lockdown that's when I actually started doing self affirmations. Like I had never done it before. Maybe I did accidentally, but not for real. Like intentionally, this is what you need to practice. This is what I need to write down. This is what I need to repeat. This is what I need to say. Um, look in the mirror and tell myself I am beautiful. I am a hard worker. I am intelligent. I am strong. I am courageous. I am confident. And all of that is manifesting. And it is speaking it into existence. That was peak when TikTok was on the rise and I did download TikTok and try to be on there, but it it was like I saw so many moms, different moms, different races of moms would post their child practicing self-affirmations and I was like, wow, this is so great. Like imagine if I had, because like I said earlier, I was already a confident child, so imagine if I knew like and was being taught to practice self-affirmations, Woo! that probably would have lasted me all the way to middle school and even to fifth grade with that friend group situation where i probably wouldn't have lost my confidence and self-love and my self-worth because my self-worth is not in items it is in all that i bring to the table it's all in me okay but yeah i thought that was so cool that these moms are doing that now and also i guess it's i guess it falls into practicing gentle parenting but that's whole another conversation as well for another day seeing how those kids were really believing in what they were saying And I also hope that those moms were also doing self-affirmations for themselves too because it's so good. And if you want to get into self-affirmations, there's so many self-affirmation books, especially that I would suggest like finding and reading people who look like you. And that representation and diversity also is a big boost because it's like you're reading things that relate to you. I do love my natural hair. My natural hair is beautiful. Saying those affirmations Is really empowering and you are beautiful girl and saying it every day saying I love my stretch marks my stretch marks are beautiful my big head forehead is beautiful okay (laughs) I know Valentine's Day is around the corner and some people may be looking forward to Valentine's Day Galentine's Day to receive flowers or chocolate or a teddy bear or whatever from their friends or significant others, but like you can buy that for yourself, girl. You don't have to wait for other people to do that. Like you can treat yourself, and I just feel like that goes with anything. Like you don't have to wait for your birthday to get your hair done. You don't have to wait till New Year's to do your nails. You don't have to wait for specific occasions, holidays, or birthdays. Like you can do it on a random day. That's also part of like self love. It's just saying you don't have to wait until a certain scenario to do something for yourself and i gave all the props to my husband because he really taught me that my husband he would surprise me with gifts on just random days and when we first got married i'm like what's this for what's the occasion like what's what's up <laughs> and he's just like because i love you and i want to give you a gift and i'm like oh for real wow thank you even when we were dating he would do that before him like i had never knew of that like hey you can just treat people with gifts or even dates whatever and it doesn't have to be a specific occasion so I learned that a lot from him and so I did that now for him and for myself as well like I don't have to wait to get my hair done because it's the first day of school like I can get my hair done because I want to and that's just that on that <laughs> it kind of goes in the hand in hand when people see you dressed up and all nice and they be like oh where are you going after this it's like nowhere i'm going home but i'm gonna dress nice because i want to like i'm gonna wear this dress today because i want to i do want my loved ones to feel special like i don't only show up for their birthdays and holidays because especially your birthday like that's your day i'm gonna show up and show out i don't i don't just do it only then and I think I that helps me also practice it for myself too because I think sometimes we do blur the lines where we put other people before us. But definitely gotta put yourself first, girl. Love yourself first before loving anybody else. That also just goes and ties into self worth. Um, I don't need social media to validate that I look beautiful. Like I don't need to post on there and have my friends comment hard eyes. Like seriously, like we be doing it for the likes. No matter what we tell ourselves, that it's not for the likes or the comments, it ties into there. And all this comparison on social media, look, I can do a whole nother episode about social media, and I really want to, but let me know if y'all want to hear from that um, perspective of my social media experience. Y'all, I have been told I have a beautiful smile from my friends, my family, my husband, um, even before we was married, and... Strangers, coworkers, colleagues, telling me I have a great smile, and I guess what y'all, I did not have the self love to even accept the compliments. I was just like, oh yeah, sure. Well, my smile is kind of crooked, or like maybe I'd get braces. Girl, you don't need no braces. Like I do not need. <laughs> I do not need braces. Like. I can't even believe i would want imperfect teeth like just because my teeth they're obviously not perfect there's no such thing as perfect teeth unless you get veneers to be honest but i'm i'm not getting veneers i love my teeth i love that they're natural i love that it's me and i say all that because even if people are pouring into you and saying how much they love this they love this about you they loved my smile but if i don't believe it then none of those words matter it doesn't even mean anything to me it's not even going to fulfill anything because i don't believe it and i remember I think it was either junior or senior year of high school where I actually was like, oh, I kind of like my smile. And then it turned into, I love my smile. Okay, this smile here is worth a million dollars. Actually, it's worth a billion dollars. Okay, this smile is everything. But <laughs> but yeah, y'all. Um, And definitely part of self-love is if people are manipulating you, gaslighting you, being narcissistic towards you cut them all off they are draining you and that also can deplete your self-love because you are literally giving in to a lot of toxicity whether you don't realize it or not but I understand personally for me that that has a correlation and I just want to know continue to surround yourself with people that who do love you and that do want you to love yourself first and when black girls unite together the stronger we stand if you haven't already, check out the podcast named Woman Evolve" with Sarah Jakes Roberts, where she stamps on women loving ourselves and becoming who God intends us to be. She also has other black women guests, and Sarah's a black woman herself, and she just had Kelly Rowland on there, which was an excellent, excellent episode, by the way. But Sarah, she's a wife, she's a mom, she's an entrepreneur, she's a preacher, and she just brings this great, unique, and wonderful perspective and the experiences that she's had. I relate to a lot and also I learn from different things that I've never even thought or been able to articulate. So she definitely is someone that I love to listen to her podcast, which you can listen to Woman Evolve with Sarah Dix Roberts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, and wherever else you may find her. Please engage with me if there's any other self-love, advice, and tips, and tricks that you do on your journey with self-love, um, please leave them in the YouTube comment sections down below or answer them in the poll on Spotify that will ask you what do you think of this episode. Just say like what you do for self-love or you can email me at blackgirlsunitepodcast at gmail.com so that I can add and implement some of the things that you do into my list and that I can also share them with y'all that I did not mention. But yeah, you can also find me on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you want to listen to my podcast when they first drop. And you can find me on YouTube named Black Girls Unite. You can follow my social media on TikTok at Black Girls Unite Podcast and Facebook at Melanin Queens Pod for updates behind the scenes and sneak peeks of new episodes. Tune into my next episode next Wednesday where we'll talk about black girls embracing our natural hair. I look forward to having you all there. Bye, y'all!